Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Our next guest drove from one end of Ireland to the other in an electrical vehicle. <laughs> electrical? Uh, with one charge. That is something. That is a first. Paddy Cummins is head of communications at AA Ireland, and he joins us in studio to chat all about the journey. Hello, Paddy. Good morning. Lovely to have you in. I think the question, well, I have two questions, right? First of all, Malin, Mizzenhead to Malinhead, what's the distance? 600 kilometres. There, thereabouts. But, yeah, 598, uh, as it ended up being for us. Okay, so you're just shy of 600 kilometres. What car did you do it in? We did it in the only car that we think is capable of doing it at the moment, Mercedes-Benz EQS, which is uh, not a cheap car, but um, mm. a very, very, very fancy type. How much is one of them? Well, the one we had with options was €168,000. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, is that the, got the extended range? No, it was the 450 plus. Oh, 450 it's the biggest battery. Plus, the biggest battery, so, battery so it's just right. short of 109 kilowatt battery. And it's are you, are you paying there for luxury and the fact that the brand or like is the fact that the range is beating other cars in its class? Is that what you're paying for? No, really. It's a, it's a luxury car. It's equivalent to the Mercedes Benz S class, but it's the almost the electric version of that. So okay. it's opulent luxury, the best of technology. And in this case, the, the biggest amount of batteries that they could wedge into the thing. Now, lots of us drive EVs. I have one at the moment um, I'm with the rival German brand guys um, and I have one and the max range I kind of get out of that in real world things and I'm a cosy hole as everyone in this show knows so I've got heated seat on yeah. heated steering wheel on lap blanket across the legs podcast of some Manchester United podcast going um, <laughs> and every other luxury toy I can I can turn on in the thing and I would get about 320, 330 kilometers real world. I mean, if obviously if I turned a lot of that stuff off and drove an EcoBoost with the gear and regenerative yeah. braking, you can increase that way up. Well, is that, is that Dublin to Limerick? I suppose it is Dublin to Limerick. Yeah, you could do that. I've certainly done, like, I've done, I, I always stop in Cahill's hometown of Cashel if I'm going down to Munster general area because you hit Cashel, there's good chargers there, fast chargers, whatever. Sneaky and then you can McDonald's kind of, as well. Sneaky McDonald's is always a good option. <laughs> and the best deli in Ireland, I, I contend. Not even Cahill agrees with me, but I think it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you can kind of, you know, very quickly, within 40 minutes, fill your car back up to 100% and then on you go about your, the rest of your journey, whatever. Even if I got a cork, I'll make it to Cork and back to Cashel to charge on the way back up. So it's kind of that factoring in of that. But this Mercedes with this amount of range, it does change the game in the sense that you're not likely to need any cars and likely to need to drive from Mallon to Mizzenhead on a regular basis. But you can at least do a sizable journey without having to worry about where to stop. Yeah, the point of this was was trying to see whether we could do it. it no one should really drive from Mallon to Mizzenhead in one go. They yeah. should really... Uh, they should really take breaks. Now, we did take breaks, but there was two of us, myself and my colleague, Blake Boland, and we drove in two-hour shifts. Gotcha. So that was just for safety, I suppose, as well. But we also drove uh, quite carefully, and it was also showing uh, that this can be done in winter. This thing in summer would be quite easy, but doing this in winter gave us another layer of challenge. Oh, I didn't realise that. Is that because you're using the heating, or just is it like golf, where the ball travels... It doesn't travel further in the summertime. It's a little bit down to temperature, all right. The, yeah. the, ba- the batteries, when they're colder, don't offer up as much range as as, as they would during the summer. So they okay. are affected slightly, not massively, but slightly. And, and tyres and all, everything to do with increasing the range. And when you drive an EV, all of these things all of a sudden do start to, ma- to matter, you know. And I So nothing to do with golf. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not a bad attitude, to be nice fair. Energy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Um, okay, so, I mean, in, in terms of the range available on, on that car, when you got in and sat in on kilometre zero, what did it say range-wise it had? Well, when we collected the car, it was down to the previous person who had driven it. And mm. when we collected that car, it was offering us up 450 kilometres of range. And you wanted to do 600. Yes. So uh, we collected it. We drove down to um, to Mizzenhead. So we drove down to Skibbereen. Skibbereen was the last charging point available to us, a okay. fast charging point there where we charged up, had a cup of coffee, wait, filled it to 100%, then drove to Galeen, um, and we got there and stayed in a and b in Gulleen Harbour, plug out the window, stayed there overnight, drove then to Mizzenhead. Mizzenhead has no charging points. Okay. There was the, the, the visitor centre was closed. So we were starting at 97% and we had a 45 kilometre hour wind. Now, the reason we did Mizzen to Malin rather than Mazen, Malin to Mizzen was because of the wind. The wind we direction is blowing yeah, behind you. Behind us. So we, we took advantage of that as well. And then it's really just down to how you drive. As much about, we did have the air conditioning, the eco air conditioning on in that car. It's not the full blower, but it still has enough to stop you from getting frostbite. Mm-hmm. But, it, um, we drove in a very specific way and it applies to people who have petrol and diesel mm. cars as well. So what did you do then? What's the most economical way to drive? Just anticipating what's coming up on the road. Think of the analogy of a bicycle as well. You wouldn't pedal furiously down a hill because there's no point. So mm. do the same in a car, let off the accelerator. Anticipate that there's a junction coming up. You'll use the most electricity or petrol or diesel moving your car off from a standstill a two ton car moving it away uses the most energy Mm. so that's something that you need to try and avoid if you can so rolling up to a junction and then gently moving off rather than driving right up to it stopping and then trying to push this car off again and I'm sure all you know top end cars have it but the BMW that I have at the moment uh, if I put it in eco mode it, there's a little head-up display that is projected onto the windscreen. It gives you your kilometres an hour or whatever you're doing. You know, satellite navigation directions, whatever. But it also, when you put it in eco mode, has a little pedal symbol. And basically, it's telling you when to lift off. It, the car knows, like, if you want to drive at the most eco mode, you should now lift off the accelerator because you're travelling downhill or because the traffic is moving a certain way. And then when you do it, it gives you a little tick. You know what I mean? And it's not distracting. You just kind of see it in the corner of your <laughs> yeah. eye. Oh, look, the tick and the sat-nav and the radio channels are all in the window and now I've just ploughed into <laughs> no, the car in front. It's actually quite intuitive. That's gamification, though. They, it is, they yeah. They made you interested in, in beating mm. this score. Oh, 100%. And that, that, when you have a range, like a manufacturer's range on an EV, then you have that thing you said, Paddy, which is, you know, if, if you've got a press car like we would have, the last person who drove it might have had a really heavy right foot and loved the fact that electric car goes really fast. So then the range, you get into the car and go, this car only has 240 kilometres of range. You're like, well, no, that's because that's the way the last person mm. drove it. So and what speed would you generally keep it to on a motorway? Kind of 60? No, 100 kilometres per hour rather than 120. Okay. So we would okay. stay on the left-hand lane with the trucks. Now, that applies as well, again, for people who want to save a little bit of fuel on petrol and diesel that speed in particular between 100 and 120 is the biggest opportunity for people to save the most fuel mm-hmm. regardless of what it is electric petrol diesel if you're you know safely without annoying other people if you're in the left hand side lane with the trucks who are limited you can save an awful lot of money also slipstream yes yeah. of course yeah. uh, we're chatting to Paddy Cummins head of communications at AA Ireland who did the EV journey from Mizzenhead in Cork to Mallonhead in Donegal if you want to ask Paddy a question 87 4100 I'd like to ask you on just obviously this is a top-of-the-range luxury car. Most people listening not going to have access to a car of this calibre. Of your experience of EVs at the moment, they may not have that range, but what would you be looking at if you want entry-level EVs? 
things are getting an awful lot better. We, you know, sales are up. If you compare sales to two years ago, sales are up 300%, almost 290%. So we are embracing them, but the technology was expensive. It's getting more accessible. So one card that really sticks out is are the MG range. So MG, we know the brand as being sort of traditional British sports cars. They're mm. now Chinese-owned. And cars like the MG4, amazing car, about the size of a Volkswagen Golf, yep. will habitually, without trying to do more than 300 kilometres on a full charge, and it's €27,500, just under €28,000, mm. which is, look, it's still a lot of money for some people, but it's starting to become more accessible. Yeah. And we're starting to see uh, brands like that coming on stream, and we will see more and more on that. Traditionally, like there's still the larger SUVs, the, the Volkswagen ID4s, the likes of those, are still in around the €50,000 mark, but we're seeing more of the smaller ones coming on. Come the in, Chinese yeah. brands as they come in, and the cars are excellent. Mm. What are those right. Iconics like? Is that what they're called? The Hyundai's? Hyundai's, yeah. Uh, Ionics. Ionics. Ionic, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Really, really good. You see them on the road. They look so slick and futuristic. Are, are they any good? Yeah, really good. And it's a throwback to the, almost the sort of Back to the Future styling. There's a little hints of DeLorean in there yeah. as well. So they're excellent. And Hyundai have a Kona EV, which is €32,000. Another excellent car. Another one capable of really, really competent range. We're just not seeing enough used cars because... They're, they're, the market has been small the big demand for new EVs It'll so we're come. not seeing the, the used EVs mm. coming on stream there are some companies here doing it but you will uh, once that comes on stream but we need the government to keep the grants in place to keep the momentum up because we've seen in other countries if they reduce or drop the grants suddenly people sort of back away from the technology uh, yeah. One quick question for you Paddy before you go I'm all for electric cars and concepts says the text but after driving the length of the country how long does it take to fully charge the car again to return the other way a petrol or diesel car can be refueled in under five minutes and I think this is one of the key questions that petrol and diesel car owners often ask EV owners well interestingly enough we stopped we had to stop initially in the B&B and that's neither here nor there that was a bad charge it was overnight 3 being mm. plugged and we didn't get much but we drove to Monaghan to a fast charging point and crucially that car can take a huge amount of charge so we charged that car fully in about 35-40 minutes yeah that's what you can do on a fast charger you can yes it is it's not the same as refueling in for no. in 3 minutes your, your diesel or petrol car but you need to just change the way you operate and you just need to have a different mindset when you get into your car and drive and factor in these stops to refuel recharge the car and then away you go but the thing to, to finish on I suppose is that if we had to charge that car in a night rate of electricity that journey would have cost 13 euro and 50 cents 13.50 you so wouldn't you, do that in a petrol or no. diesel car I mean think about it if you drive 600 kilometres what range have you got on your diesel or petrol right now would you need to fill it once twice nah if a diesel car would do diesel, it, diesel, diesel car would do it, tank, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but it still costs you 60, 70, 60, 70 euro so you're, you're reducing your cost massively uh, Paddy Common uh, Head of Communications at AR and thank you so much for coming in and filling us in on that Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am today